Hello and welcome to Professional Tragudie. <laughs> that is disaster in German. <laughs> for our one German listener, that one was for you. That's so generous. I mean, I think technically it's tragedy. <laughs> no. There is, there is, there is no, uh, there is no disaster in German. Boy, am I crazy, or does the idea of us being professional tragedies somehow sound so much worse than being professional disasters? I don't know why, but the word tragedy just sounds so much more heartbreaking to me. Does it sound tragic? It does. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of tragic, I'm Matt Norman. And I'm Will Hebner. And this is the podcast where we ask each other questions. Sometimes we get to the questions. Sometimes we go off on tangents. Usually it's because something interesting pops into my head. So we're going to keep on track today. But we're so glad to have you guys don't here. Make, don't make promises you can't keep. <laughs> I'm going to try my best. I have a good feeling about it. Oh, man. But, hey, so thankful for everybody who, uh, who's who been listening, who's been uh, sharing some feedback in their comments and everything. It's been a, it's been a real joy uh, just to just to. I don't know that people are, are enjoying yeah. this and, and responding and getting some stuff out of it. We, we enjoy the conversations and just all kinds of uh, cool thoughts that, that people come up with, whether they're uh, shared with us in person, as, as sometimes they are, or sometimes through email. <laughs> profdisaster2023 at gmail.com if you also want to be one of those awesome people that email us so awesome. that's all you got to do it's it's it is literally that simple couldn't be simpler guys um and uh if you need somebody to remind you to uh to write an email like my wife did tara now would be a great time to write an email <laughs> to the podcast just just putting that out there did she ask you to remind she her she asked me to remind her <laughs> Now, did she mean through the podcast or just like like a text think so. message? I think she probably meant just, <laughs> "Hey, tonight when we're both at home, will you remind me?" Well, she'll and get I this. I forgot. She'll get this at some point. That's all right. That's all right. It's it's okay. We we love emails no matter when they come. That's right. It makes us very happy. Happy. Speaking of happy, How about that. That's kind of the through line for today. So let's let's jump into our warm up question, which mm-hmm. is this. What's a smell that makes you happy, Matt? This is a this is a fantastic question. It's one of my favorite ones to ask my students um, to start off a class period because they find it to be incredibly strange and random. But hey, I love a strange random question here. Mine's fresh cut grass. Fresh I, cut grass. I am a huge fan of the fresh cut grass after you get off the lawnmower, you're just surveying your lawn or whatever it might be. Your and, voice inflection, what a little country there. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> It's that fresh cut grass. When I think about being on (laughs) the golf course back on the eastern shore, all kinds of fun feelings just fill my spirit. (laughs) You went a little southern there. (laughs) The eastern shore is also very southern. Yeah. So it's a... it it all checks out there. But but yeah, no, that's my my thing. Um, You know, I, I... was on a, I worked at a golf course for, for a long time. That's kind of how I worked through mm. uh, high school and college and uh, getting to ride the big uh, fairway mowers and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was just, it was at sometimes very, very hot and miserable, but other times extremely peaceful. And, and I kind of carry that with me, even cutting grass uh, these days. So a uh, lot of, a lot of positive connotations there, including smell, you know, smell yeah. is something that really evokes the, the senses that way. So anyway, that's my long answer. What about yours, Will? Now, when I, when I, Read through this, I had like something that like immediately popped in my head that seems a little selfish. Yeah, okay. And I was just thinking like at the end of the day, if I can smell my armpits and I still smell 
like oh, deodorant. Oh, I see. It's okay. like that is such like a comforting. I don't know why that's so comforting. It's like it's, it's like, like a measure of success. For yes, the day, right. Yeah, it's yeah, like, like hey, you know, day went pretty well. Didn't yeah, this, sweat through my deodorant. This deodorant succeeded. It worked. This is fantastic. But I would say that my thought out answer was, man, it's like it's hard to explain. I almost just want to say grandpa's garage. Oh yeah. But okay. it's it's not it's not every garage. Yeah. But it's just like I don't know if it's like that mix between like gasoline and sawdust mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yep. It's just something that just like takes me back and just makes me think of my my grandparents and just warm and fuzzies. Absolutely, right? I mean there's there's a little bit of there's a little bit of oil, there's some dirt in there, you know, it's just like there's there's absolutely man, that's a really powerful the cool thing about talking about these kinds of smells like this is that I think everybody can uh just connect with it on their level to some extent, right? You know, like that. Yeah. Everybody can imagine uh their that type of garage for that type of person in their life, whether it be a, a, a grandparent or, a, or, or like maybe like a love uh, uncle or something yeah. like that, that you spent some time with in a, in a situation like that. That's, that's really special. Can I, can I ask you a smell question? Please do. Yes. First of all, before we get into the smell question, I just want to say shout out to all of you who during COVID lost your smell. Mm, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. You just wish you could smell stuff, but mm-hmm. just doesn't work anymore. we, we're sorry. Yep. 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 That being said, random smell question. How in the world this I don't understand this. There are stores like Goodwill, Dollar General. Mm. It doesn't matter where you are on this great United States. Yeah. Right. If you walk into a Dollar General or a Goodwill, the smell is the same. It's the same smell. Yes. How does it do this? I, it doesn't I mean, matter where in the good, country you are. It doesn't goodwill matter. makes a little more sense to me because it's like you pile a bunch of junk together and it's mm-hmm. eventually going to smell mm-hmm. like that, I guess. But what what, what does Dollar General do? Hmm. Yeah. We ship all our products from the same place so they all have the same smell. Like It, it blows my mind. Because it's not like a product smell. It's just like a store smell. Yeah. Right. It's like, do they have this spray somewhere that it just... This is a part of our brand. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we want you to be comforted. Like, you've, like, if I walked into Dollar General and was blind, I just... I'm in Dollar General. Yep. 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 And it's like, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, what's the word? Ineffable, right? You can't necessarily describe it, but you know it, right? You know, yeah. it's like one of those things where it's like to, to try and identify what the exact uh, ingredients of that are. It's, it's impossible. It's just Dollar General. DG, man. Yeah. Boy, Shoot, man. We should be, uh, we should be making money off of this. Talking about. Talking about smells. Talking about smells. Yeah. We're promoting Dollar General. Or Dollar General. That's right. Not a sponsor, but could be. But could be. Reach out. Dollar General, we will take your money. (laughs) (laughs) Loads of people are listening, and now we're shopping at Dollar General. (laughs) Oh, man. Listener, if you are shopping at Dollar General while you're listening to the podcast right here, please let us know. Please reach out and tell us. Because that's magical. (laughs) We need to know. Oh, man. That's fantastic. Man, so many smells uh, that we could keep talking about, like um, freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. Mm. But I suppose we better move I, on. I, yeah, when, you know, when we asked that question, I did, you know, my one of my first thoughts was, was food, too. But I, that just felt so easy. 
mm-hmm. you know, like fresh baked bread or yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, something like that. That's not fun. Some people I've heard um, in my classes will say like coffee. Um, mm. You know, if you're you're a big coffee drinker, there's something very comforting about the morning. I don't know, man. Wake I, up and all it, of that kind of stuff that's connected with it. I don't like coffee, but I love, I mean, it just smells good. The smell, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. There's just something about walking into like a coffee shop. It just mm, smells good in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the ambiance of the smells really kind of that that fragrance that just kind of fills yeah. in there. Yeah, it's really it's really magical. You Makes know? me feel happy. Happy. Okay. Well, let's talk about that a little bit, eh? Right? I think we need to get into our question of the pod. Hey, just just because just because I used a German word at the beginning doesn't mean you had to throw in an A for our Canadian <laughs> fan. <laughs> Let's talk about that, eh? Hey, let's talk a little about that, hey? <laughs> put a little too much ooh into that, but uh, you know what I was going for. You know what stereotype I was leaning into yeah, for that. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So, so today's question of the pod requires a little bit of a uh, little bit of background, but I think it's well worth it because it's really interesting. I I came to an interesting study. Um, of all places, from Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, daily newsletter that I read every single day. This is not a joke, people. Um, it's uh, it's this amazing newsletter that talks about uh, you know all the things that you would expect something like that. There there are sometimes some recipes in there, some workout plans, but really the thing that Arnold has kind of shifted into is this kind of like um, mindset wellness zone. So yeah. he calls his newsletter like the the positivity corner of the internet or something along those lines, right? So there will be all these kind of like random things that talk about mental health and some of these other elements as well that that are really, really cool. And uh, and this one thing that uh, came up in a newsletter from a couple of days ago was about happiness and this study that's apparently been done um, covering this this kind of long running survey offered every year um, for a couple of years. And then it started going into an every other year. But anyway, they've collected a lot of data since uh, 19. 19- 72. Um, it's called the General Social Study. And basically what they did was they, they asked a giant sample size. We're talking like around 3,000 people each time that they do this to get a representative sample. Are you, um, would you say that you are very happy, pretty happy, or not too happy? And then they tabulate those answers and then they're able to kind of identify a general score of happiness um, each year that they do this. And so it's interesting because Overall, and certainly we can get into some of the more specific demographics, but overall, almost across every demographic, reports have been declining ever since this study started. Yeah. And so it's kind of it's kind of led to me led me into a very interesting headspace where it's like, you know, we've we 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 can we can make these kinds of assumptions. We can we can certainly examine this from our own lives, but the question that I have for you is um do you think First of all, what's your reaction to that study? And then do you think that it makes sense? Do you think it's harder to be happier today than it maybe used to be? And if so, why? Just anywhere in there. What do you think? Man, this is a complex question because I there's a part of me that wants to say yes and there's a part of me that wants to say no. And I, I think the part of me that wants to say no is just that humanity is a struggle and regardless of what time you live in, it's so hard to compare it to something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could probably look at those statistics from like, you know, let's say they were doing it, you know, during the Great Depression, a time sure. where you think people would be absolutely like horrid, but their happiness rates could potentially 
be higher because I, I, I think that ha- happiness and joy are such weird things. They are share a lot of similarities, but the, at the same time aren't similar at all. Yeah. And I mean, as far as like the, the feeling and I would say for, for me, I define happiness as circumstantial where joy is e- eternal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Circumstances don't affect, don't affect joy. And so I just think life is hard for everybody. And to, to say that on a macro level, is just really di- difficult for me because I, I think that it just depends on the, the person and the circumstances and everything that's going on. You know, one of the things, if, if anybody, if, you, if you're on here and you've been on a mission trip before, one of the things you notice, and, and it's like almost everybody that goes on a mission trip, this is like one of the first things they know. It's going to a third world country anyways. Yeah. Is here are these people who don't have hardly anything at all, and yet they seem happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I would say that my yes part of that question is, that we live in a culture that thrives off of the more you have, the happier you'll, you'll be. Yeah. And so that there's this chasing of happiness. Like I've got to achieve this. And then once I achieve this, I'm going to be happy. And you realize that it's futile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what your experience is, I, I think that it's pretty clear in scripture that, you know, what is it to gain the whole world if it costs your soul? Yeah. And I think that that's part of it. Like you can, you can chase and chase and chase and chase and chase, but you're never satisfied. Yeah. Your, your happiness to me is something that fluctuates. So when the circumstances are going your way, you're happy. When circumstances are not going your way, you're not happy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. to measure happiness to me is such a weird thing because it, it's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. So depending on when you ask me that question, my answer is going to be different every time. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, maybe the better question is what, you know, what are your joy levels and Mm -hmm. you know, what, what are those, what are your joy levels based off of? Is it based off of, you know, your, your mental wellness? Like other people say, like when you pour into your own mental wellness, you can find joy or like in my personal belief, it's, it stems from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because it's one of the, the, the fruit of the Spirit. So it's, it's something that I can experience through my relationship with Jesus Christ. It, what, some of the things that you say there, uh, uh, well, first of all, I, I think I... I think I 100% agree pretty much on all accounts. The idea of trying to kind of quantify something like happiness is probably an inherently, you know, um, uh, fraught concept, right? You know, because yeah. you're, you're, you're trying to do something that is, like you said, totally based off of self-reporting. And there's always a slight bias that comes from asking someone that. I found it interesting, you know, they kind of, they, they use this formula. I won't get into all the details because it's, it's way too complex and nerdy to try and explain in audio form. But, you know, they use this this formula to kind of create a score. And, and the basic idea of the score is that based off of the number of responses and then averaging some things out, they were able to say that, you know, about like, Back in 1972, when they started the study, about 24 out of 100 people reported being happy. Mm. And now that's dropped down to about 19 out of 
uh, 100 people. So, so you know, you can kind of look at that on a couple of different levels. <laughs> Those numbers aren't good either way. <laughs> exactly. That was the thing that jumped out to me. We're still talking about 75%, you know, based off of this formula yeah. of people that when they're asked are saying, nah, I don't know if I'm happy, you know? And so, I, I again, is that because of something that's happening in the moment? And when you're kind of like asked to, you know, identify this or explain this, you know, articulate it, you know, you, you kind of have to be, I, I don't know. There's just something about like having to answer the question, are you happy or not? It's, it's almost kind of an awkward question to have to answer, right? Yeah. Like there, there's just something inherently weird about that. There's a shift that happens in the data where around the year 2000, it starts to decline. Like it's pretty level until then. And so I wonder because of what you were saying before about this kind of like culture, this this kind of materialism almost that, yeah. that really crops up. And it's like, you know, I need to have more of something. And it's not always materials, right? It's no. Not, not always physical things. It can be things like status, power. Exactly. Success. You know, you know these knows? certain benchmarks that you yeah. think you're trying to achieve. Sometimes it can be as like as as, you know, well intentioned as like, you know, um, experiences right you know which which on the whole like experiences like vacations or time with your family or something are, are good but then again if you're putting them in the wrong uh you know light or whatever you know if you're putting too much importance on them even that can become a problem well right? and, it becomes and, an idol of a sort well and not only that but you're you're ruled by expectations yeah, too because yeah. depending on whether or not that vacation meets all the expectations you hope yeah. it was going to, you know, you may have this grand idea of what vacation is going to be. And then you go on vacation and then all of a sudden suck again, you know, yeah. something happens and your vacation is ruined. And then it's like, well, no, I'm, I'm not happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I knew um, a couple of years ago, there was somebody that was working uh, in uh, kind of in a, an adjacent office from me and as soon as she would get back from a vacation, she would post something on Facebook about like, you know, uh, 300 and however many days, you know, 359 days until uh, the next vacation or something like that. And yeah. it's like there's something that's a little bit out of whack if your entire life is based around your uh, hope for five good days of vacation or something yeah. like that, you know. And and, and and not to say that it's not good or fun to look forward to oh 100 percent, and and not to put too much importance on you know the dumb stuff that we post online sometimes yeah, it yeah. can just be a funny thing that you're posting on there but but sometimes you know you, you no people I, get into I that mindset we, we yeah. do have people that we can think of where it's kind of like uh they're, they're desperate for this vacation yeah. and and they do have a lot of expectations built up into it well and i think that people are desperate for rest and i think that yeah that yeah. speaks into probably happiness more than anything else and say i'm i'm not happy because i'm exhausted i'm so tired because i'm i'm working and i'm and i'm a dad and i'm this and i'm that and i'm that and it's just like holy cow i'm just like, I don't have the energy to be happy. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. I got a question for you. Yeah, please. It it seems to me like maybe the real question, mm -hmm. like the question behind the question, what they're really trying to get at. Because I, I, it's not that they don't know, like, happiness is fleeting in the sense that it comes and goes. And, like, to ask that in the moment, it's saying, like, Overall, would you consider your life happy? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to me, I'm what I'm thinking as we're talking about it is that the question is, are you content? Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. You know, that, I mean, to me that those things are more aligned than joy and happiness is, is contentment. And maybe contentment is the bridge between happiness and joy. Hmm. Yeah. That's an interesting, that's an interesting thought because I was kind of, as you were saying it, I was, I was parsing in my head as like, okay, yes. Like I know these things are different, but how do we view happiness versus contentment? And I think there's like a certain amount of like, you know, contentment is almost like, you know, you could call it almost satisfaction too, right? You know, you just, you feel a certain level of uh, peace perhaps, right? You know, like that, that you don't, don't have to strive as much uh, or, or that, you know, you're not seeking that thing to, uh, to, to fill some sort of gap there. That's, that's a really interesting point. I could definitely see that. Do you think it's harder to find contentment today? Than it than it might have been. See, th- this is where I go back to yes and no. Yeah. Under our cultural mindset, yeah. I would say yes, but like realistically, no. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's never going to be harder to find contentment because contentment can be found in your brain. Mm-hmm. Like being happy with what you have is a mindset. Yeah. And so you can cultivate that mindset regardless of what time it is, regardless of what your circumstances are. Whereas, but if, if you live in this idea where, okay, culturally, this is what contentment looks like, mm-hmm. then yeah, it's going to be much difficult, you know, because we, because the society is more materialistic. And, you know, one of the things I wrote down is that things add stress. Yeah. And so you live in a world that tells you you need to have more things, but more things equals more stress. I've got to manage more things. I've got this to worry about. I've got that to worry about. Yeah. It's like, you know, they're, it's so funny. I, you know, you hear so many conversations about, you know, homeowner versus rent. And if you're renting, you're throwing money down the trash. It's like, yeah, but at the end of the day, you don't own a home. Yeah. So you don't got to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're kind of, when, when you switch from renter to homeowner in some ways you're just trading one set of worries yeah for another, for another. Right? um yeah i think I, w- I was thinking about this because i i think again what you're saying is exactly right and it's like what what are some of the things or or no sorry let me let me think about that a different way or, or phrase that a different way doesn't it seem it seems almost kind of like ironic or just wrong-headed that you know like what you were saying before about People, I think like when you do something like you go on a mission trip and you see others that are, you know, in a different stage of life, if and yet they have a certain amount of joy or contentment, um, you know, and they have less and they and they have less that should theoretically, you know, kind of, you know, imprint upon you the importance of those things as well. And we live in this world where, again, theoretically, we should have yet more <laughs> exposure to, you know, uh, availability to the awareness of those things, right? Because of the way that technology connects us, yeah. we should be more aware of the less fortunate and thus be more, feel more grateful. You know, but and for, yet, for some reason, when, when you don't experience it, it's just, it's just not the same thing. I, I could tell you all day long what it's like to be in the streets of India and have a six-year-old kid pull on your shorts and say, uncle, begging for money. Sure. But until you experience that, you just, you don't know how heartbreaking that, like you can understand, yeah, I bet that is heartbreaking, yeah, but it's, up here, right. but but it's like different brain, yeah. when you 
see it and smell it and feel it and experience it. Like it's, it, Mm. it's just, it's so different. And I, and I think that the interesting thing about mission trips is that I think you're right. I think you can find that when you're there. Yeah. The difficult part is keeping it when you come home. Yeah. Because usually when I came home, I, you know, it's called um, reverse culture shock. Yeah. Okay. Going back into your own culture and there's things that bother you. I remember one of the first times we came back from India, we went out to eat with the whole family and my sister-in-law at the time, and I say that because she's no longer a (laughs) sister-in-law, but she like wouldn't eat like half her meal that she paid like. $60 $60 for yeah, okay because we went to the super fancy restaurant and I was just like I was so bothered I was like lady you don't even realize like I just came from a place where you know they're so 20 people could have eaten yeah. from that that amount of money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it 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 almost makes you grumpy at first but then it's so easy just to get sucked back into that cultural mindset because it's just what you're familiar with. Yeah, that makes sense. I was, because one of the things that struck me about kind of maybe some of the shift that's happened over the last, let's say, you know, five decades since this uh, survey started is, of course, the rise of uh, the internet and, yeah. you know, communications technology that connects us together so much better. That's and, another can of worms. Indeed, it is. It's its own multiple series of podcasts, probably. Yeah. But but one of the side effects of that 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 kind of occurred to me as you were um, talking is that like you know if the difference is that you know you can you can see whatever you want through the internet, right? I mean it's it's very much available at your fingertips, but it's still at a distance, right? Because mm-hmm. you are literally not experiencing it. Like you said, experience might be a key distinguishing factor there. What the internet can sometimes do then i think um and we've seen this happen a lot you know as as kind of like generational shifts happen too um the next generation is just a little little more hesitant to you know move away from screens and and you know all these things about like screen addiction and all that just just getting worse and worse as generations go on too since these um devices came to such prominence and so it's like you know is it possible that our technology is, you know, um, kind of keeping us from experiencing things in person and thus feeling those connections in a way that would, you know, bring about a more genuine experience like, you know, contentment or, or perspective that leads to whatever we want to call happiness in that case? Yeah, I mean, I, I think probably social media and all forms of phone in front of your face regardless of what you're doing on it it's that that cheap dopamine yeah hit you know and so instead of getting that through other means that are more active and relational and you kind of settle for the cheap substitute yeah and it's really interesting i was reading a book that talked about how like i think it was like anywhere between an hour to two hours a day of productive screen time Mm. is actually shown to be like really like good for you. Mm. Okay. But like the levels are more like six to eight hours a day. And that's like when it starts to get like super not good for you. Like it does the, the exact opposite. So it's not, it's not exactly that it's the problem, but how much, how much time my question to you is you, you, and this is, 
maybe the can of worms we don't want to get into. But I think that it's 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 illuminating to me because I think it's at all levels. It's not just on social media, but I think social media made it worse. Mm-hmm. How would you say, or would you say that that comparison is a happiness killer? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it absolutely can and, be. and it just made it so much easier to compare yourselves to all these people on Instagram and Facebook and they got the perfect fan. And the, the sad part is, is that it's a, it's not even a good comparison because I mean, it's not even real. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, a mm-hmm. woman, a woman that compares herself to somebody that's been, you know, edited on a yeah. magazine is it's, it's just stupid but we do it anyways oh yeah and and it doesn't you know it can it can be like literally about things like that and and you know whatever uh photoshop filters or whatever might be put on something it can be somebody taking a picture of them having you know like the absolute best time of their lives or whatever and you have no idea what happened you know the the two minutes before that and the five minutes afterward that yeah. you know the, the 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 horror that could have unfolded with someone's family to get them into the right position so that you can take that picture that looks so beautiful or something like that all very deceptive stuff I think that I think that that's really uh, a, a a huge issue um, for so many different people here's here's kind of the interesting thing because I I know that it's a problem for so many people I know I was trying to interrogate that for myself. And I, I don't know that I necessarily find that to be the case for me, um, but I do find myself less happy when I realize I've been on this stuff for, for too long. And I, and I was trying to figure out why. What's the difference there? I think it comes down to the idea of distraction. Like, mm. I think that there's something about comparison, and it might not be comparison making me feel inferior it might be comparison that actually makes me feel superior. Right? Yeah. Um, like I'm reading about something, somebody, you know, I, I subscribe, you know, on, on Facebook or, or any of these things. A lot of my follows are like, you know, humorous um, lists of things. And inevitably there are some where it's like, you know, you can't believe that these people did this, this dumb thing or something like that. And then, you know, I laugh at that. I, ch- I chuckle and it makes me feel better about myself. But ultimately <laughs> that's so meaningless right you know but i'm 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 kind of you know depending on how you look at it it's not to say that's not a good idea to blow off some steam and and just kind of you know unwind from the day or something like that but you know sometimes i get so caught up in doing that stuff that it's really it's really a, a such a waste of time you know nothing nothing meaningful has been gained out of that and i to your point you know like what would i be doing if I wasn't filling my time with that or, or by playing like a Marvel puzzle quest or, or Pokemon <laughs> go or something like yeah, that. Something right? random. Yeah. Uh, just a random game that, uh, you know, w- would I not maybe be thinking about those things that would weigh on my mind? You know, am I not using them potentially as a way of uh, escape uh, from, from some of those um, questions or concerns that I might have that if I gave myself time to think about it, that, you know, I could actually wrestle with, but instead we push away. And a a bit of this, I, like you said, we we talked about money trails, but to me, I think I mean, th- this is a whole full circle thing. Yeah, a lot of what you were talking about made me think of something that I've I've thought about in a lot, and it, it maybe we can we can try to tackle this sometime. Mm-hmm. But how much of it 
the usage of whatever tool to distract us, whether it's TV, Netflix, binge watching, mm-hmm. scrolling through social media, whatever it is. How much of is it that our society is so fast paced and we're so used to getting everything so fast mm-hmm. that we don't know how to be bored? Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe it's not so much that, but we don't know what it looks like to rest. Yeah. And so we're always trying to, I mean, and to me that speaks into happiness because I think so too. I can't, I can't be still. I don't know how to, like, I'm not okay with being bored. I'm, I'm, it's difficult for me to find rest. And then we, we talked about that in the podcast, but how much does that fills into it? What I said, I mean, how much is exhaustion keeping us from being happy? Think about it this way too. Um, I was I was compelled by this earlier because of a conversation I was having. Um, interestingly enough, coincidentally, about cutting grass and how I uh, <laughs> how before I had a good set of headphones, noise canceling headphones, I couldn't listen to anything on you know on the mower. So the only thing I could really do was just think. And some of those things that I thought about were either you know really fun, really creative stuff like like my stories that I like to <laughs> that I used to to try to write, or I was as I was telling with a with a colleague earlier today, you know stuff that I knew I needed to do, like something I was working on for a class or something like that. So I was able to come out of that time, you know, having having done something, and for me that was really fulfilling, right? That yeah. was really satisfying. I think about us with this with this podcast one of the things that is most fun about it is that it 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 does allow us to have like this kind of creative outlet to get into that you know if we didn't have i think both of us at different points you know would would just be a little bit more down about things you know and and again it's not to say that that this is a result or or not of technology because obviously technology makes the podcast (laughs) stuff possible (laughs) but it's more like okay the alternative is, though, that we could fill our time that we're spending, you know, thinking about this podcast or working on, you know, doing it, obviously, with just meaningless, you know, scrolling through through things. You know, it, it takes up our time in that way, yeah. in a way that, that either, you know, and I think it's different in different seasons and for different people, you know, like I really enjoy having my time and thoughts to myself because, you know, it does give me a chance to, you know, think through some things other days, maybe not so much. Maybe it is just days that I just want to totally veg out. And again, I think there are probably people that are, that, you know, are desperate for that rest, but because of the way that technology kind of stimulates us and spurs us up, it's, it's impossible to to actually get it. So, um, like you said, creativity for me is something that, I would say absolutely brings me intense happiness. Yeah. Some of the times that I would be the most creative, I'm filling with podcasts, that, which I love, especially if you're listening to this one. It's a great one to listen to. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's just like it's too easy to, to, to stuff it with other distractible things. Well, and, distracting and things. I think there's, there's so much we could get into here. Yeah, I know. But I, I was thinking of just how much creativity fills into happiness just in the sense of like, even if your creation doesn't necessarily pan out, there's like an excitement about something new or something different or doing it a different way or trying something new, you know, that is, is exciting. And then if it does, you know, work out, you know, if it's successful, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, it's it's funny. I'm just going to say this because it's a podcast and hopefully it'll happen. I, I talked to Matt this week and I was just like, dude, I would love to do a live live recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like go right. to a coffee shop, tell people about it, invite people to come, you know, ask questions where the audience could get involved with us. Like that that kind of stuff, like continuing to be creative. And I think that the more that, the more that we do this, it's not, it's not like, to me, it's not like, Hey, we need to be creative because otherwise our listeners are going to get bored with us mm-hmm. and that's okay. I mean, it's, the heart of it's not really for them, but it's exciting to say yeah. how, you know, this is what we're doing. How, how can we do something different or more fun or more exciting? Totally. Right. I mean, one of the main reasons that we wanted to do this in this format with like, you know, different, different questions, different topics every week is because we hope, you know, that we're going to, uh, uh, keep changing it up. You know, we don't want to get caught up in some sort of like routine that we feel really trapped by. And that's why in the future, you know, we might change things up again with, you know, different, different question styles or different arrangements or whatever. And, and that's really fun. You know, you and I, I think in particular, we're just because of our, you know, our, our natures, our, 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 our jobs, you know, and everything we, we, we produce, you know, um, uh, creative uh, work, whether through uh, sermons, through lessons, through, you know, whatever uh, that kind of can go into that. And so it's it's really fun to do that, which then again, I think goes back to that idea of, of happiness on some level. And I think, you, you know, you, you, you might agree with me on this. Um, Probably not. Maybe not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think one of the things that is the worst thing, the, the, the thing that ruins the fun, you know, that comes out of knowing that you have a sermon or something like that is feeling like you don't have enough time, right? Yeah. You know? And, and there, that happens for a lot of reasons, sometimes not in our control at all. But some of the times that I know I've given myself as little time as possible is because I've allowed myself to get distracted by stuff that doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. And, and, and again, I think that kind of goes back to this prevalence, this, this you know, ubiquity of technology that is that that is designed to do just that you know it wants our eyeballs on it as much as possible and and in that way we're focused so focused on that that it it, we can lose perspective on everything else that's happening around us in the real world and then it's hard it when you're pulled in so many directions and stressed over so many different things it's. I think it's hard to just be still and be content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, I got to get this done. I got to complete that thought. You know. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't expect this. And uh, the one of the fun things about these conversations is that I don't necessarily know where they're going to go. But I didn't expect us to kind of settle into so much about technology. But it definitely has given me a lot to think about as far as like well, and how coming, much that's affecting me. I mean, coming from the past to now, I mean, that's probably one of the major biggest different changes. It's got to be, right? I mean, how, how we use technology, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. you make that. Yeah. Like depending on your age, like you, you get that because that's what it used to be. And we didn't spend hours on it because it was slower than all get out. Yeah. No, once uh once internet stopped clogging up the phone line, that really changed uh <laughs> you know certain things uh, as far as like how often you could be on it. Yeah, when you picked up the phone line and you heard that noise, yeah. you're like, "Somebody get off the internet!" Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to order a pizza here. 
Yeah, and it, it really does track uh, according to the you know some of the survey responses yeah. here. Uh, well, and not that we want to get into this this super sad piece, but I know that since the invention of the iPhone in 2007, the suicide rates have skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's for a lot of different reasons, but I think it's just access to people's opinions, man. Yeah, You know, trolls online saying stuff that's super mean to people, online bullying, you know, there, there's... I, it, it is, it, it's a little bit of, it's a very somber thing to think about, but, you know, between the advent of especially like high-speed broadband internet, you know, and kind of, you know, coming to prominence in that, that early 2000s, then social media really kind of kicking into gear around the mid-2000s, and then the iPhone coming like pretty much right after that, yeah. you know, it's just like, it's kind of a bam, bam, bam of things well, that and- have just led to... Teenagers, especially, just well, having and, such and poor. Pair that with lack of sleep, because yeah. now, you know, the invention of the light bulb. Oh yeah. Says well, now I can be up all night long if I want to be. Yeah, yeah. And the invention of internet and the phone says I can be effective I doing can, stuff while I'm laying in bed. I can do stuff now all day too. Yeah. Yeah. Or all and, night. Yeah. Yeah, all night That's long. Crazy. And so yeah. you know, our students. You know, as a youth pastor, I, I I try to encourage our kids to go to bed. I try to encourage our parents to take phones, Yeah. you know, at nighttime because they won't sleep. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you pair not sleeping with all the junk and stress they feel. It amplifies everything. Yeah, yeah. And so now we're asking kids who don't really fully understand the, themselves in the world. Mm-hmm. Not that we do, but, yeah. you know, at least we have a a better understanding, but we're, we're asking, trying. yeah, we're trying. It, it's just kind of a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why I'm not happy. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that's no. true. Sleep is probably a chapter all into itself, right? In this conversation, yeah. maybe, maybe the disaster of sleep or a slightly more creative name, <laughs> something yeah. we can get into in some, uh, in some form or fashion someday. It's more, it's more of the, the disaster of being awake. Yeah. Because we're not sleeping. Not enough, anyways. Sleepless in disaster. Uh, sorry. Save this for off the pod. This is gold here. We can... <laughs> you ready to switch? Yeah. Let's switch it up. We're going to go to our most important question. we got to save time for uh, for final thoughts because I got some final okay, thoughts, good. buddy. I'm glad you do. I got some final thoughts. One of them may not may not be too serious, but that's all right. No, those are my favorite final yeah. thoughts. All right. This, this is the... Most important question, if it's your first time joining us, mm. it's the most important question because it's the spiritual question. So we like to take a little bit at the end and just try to talk about faith a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this one is, Matt, do you feel like there is a scripture verse that you have heard that is just misquoted, uh, misinterpreted, misused? You know, you hear people saying it, you know, I, I'd say probably one of the most famous ones is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens yeah. me. Uh, yeah, that's about suffering, not, yeah, a, right. not, not about winning. Are you saying that when I used to say that when I was playing video games and I really wanted to beat the level yeah, that no. I was maybe not really understanding the full significance that the Apostle Paul was trying to bring to that? Correct. <laughs> okay. Well, now I feel silly. <laughs> That's okay. I got a pair of basketball shoes with that verse written on them. So. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Not exactly the point, but what do you think? So, so like, 
as far as one that really sticks out to me, um, I, I thought about a couple of different examples because that first of all, that example about uh, from from Philippians that that did happen for me. I know I've also in the past misused the the Jeremiah uh, verse uh, the, 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 that we might talk about in a, in a second here. But uh, the, the one that really jumps out to me is uh, is from the book of Exodus and it's about one of the commandments. So it's uh, in is particular it 27. It's uh, chapter 20, verse 7. Boom! Uh, yes. Uh, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Also called the, you know, what a lot of people think of as taking the Lord's name in. Maybe vain. it should say, you should, thou shall not misuse this verse. Yeah. <laughs> And this is a this is an interesting verse to me because you know it's certainly one that was that was pretty well ingrained into me growing up about how bad it was to say you know you know say the Lord's name thoughtlessly you know oh my God or something like that yeah. you know and and or stub your toe and say Jesus yes right. exactly <laughs> right um, and and certainly there. I, I can understand the concern in just kind of like spouting off the Lord's name in all these contexts or whatever, but I really just think that... There's a difference between disrespectful and sin. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's something, when you focus so much on that, you miss the much bigger picture that yeah. I think this verse, is, this commandment is trying to speak to. And I think it comes down to something that that we've... We, we have certainly talked about off pod plenty of time, but it's people that believe they know exactly whatever it is that God wants. And they're trying to use that to enforce their own personal beliefs, or they're yeah. trying oh, yeah. to do something to make somebody feel shame in the name of the Lord in a way that scripturally we know that is not God's, you know, not okay. that's not the way that God works, yeah. you know? And so there are just all these more blasphemous things that mm. people do using the Lord's uh, name besides just, you know, using it as, you know, like a minor curse or something yeah. like that. And I'm certainly not saying, no, it's okay if your kids say this kind of stuff all the time or whatever, but, but, you know, it's just like, it, it's all about that, that kind of bigger picture perspective there. And sometimes in our humanness, we, we really just focus on what seems like the most literal um, yeah. understanding of it. Um, I don't know. I had a little bit of trepidation as we thought about this question because I was afraid I was going to say a verse and you're like, no, Matt, actually, you misunderstood it. And that's exactly <laughs> the way it's meant. No, but, I, I think I'm really excited to use that because I agree with you 100 percent. And I don't know that I've ever seen somebody go at it from that direction. To, to me, the, the heart of the verse is don't claim to be a Christian. Don't claim to bear the name of the Lord and oh, yeah. then look like an idiot yeah. and then yeah, act yeah. like an idiot. Like you, those things can't be different. And, and I think what, what you said is, is exactly that you, you can't misuse the name of the Lord in the sense of, uh, you know, it puts that extra level on, you know, what we say and making sure that it's, you're not misleading others because mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that's not okay you can't say well this is of god yeah or you know and and i get frustrated i i would say that maybe underneath that category too are the people that are like well i hear from god yeah and i know that this is the right direction yep. it's like yep. well i'm sorry bro but you ain't the only one that hears from god yeah. and god didn't tell me that yeah so yeah. it's like you know somebody shows up and says the lord told me that i need your car yeah. well let me go pray. I, I don't, I'll go pray and ask, but if he doesn't make it clear to me, 
I ain't giving you my car. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's really interesting. Just for a second, let me go consult the Lord. You close the door and open it right back up. You know what? He said something different to me. That's crazy. <laughs> he said, see you later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, it's one of those things that I think, oh, man, it's there. there's a lot to that, of course, you know, about like, you know, w- when we feel what we think is the Lord nudging us and, you know, how certain we feel about that and how that can... That can lead us into a lot of, uh, I don't know, sin and, and yeah. you know just horrible pitfalls um, there as well. Um, but that's but anyway, that's that's one that really kind of jumped out to me. What about you? What what have you got as far as some some verses that kind of jump out? But before we started recording tonight, we talked about this idea that it's easier to remember the scripture than it is to remember where it's from. And I should have taken that moment to say, maybe I ought to look this up before we record, but I didn't. You were showing a, a lot of transparency. But I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's in Peter. But there's a verse that says, be angry, but do not sin. Now, here's, here's the kicker part. The next part was is what I think gets mistranslated. It says, do not let the sun go down on your anger. Oh, yes. Be angry, do not sin, do not let the sun okay. go down on your anger. I remember anger. this verse, yes. There are a lot of people that translate that to, to, to mean that anger needs to be dealt with before bedtime. And I think that is the most irrational mumbo-jumbo I've ever heard in my life. Couple couple reasons. Number one, if you get angry at your wife before bed... And the sun's already down. Boy, you're 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 out of in trouble. Yeah, you're out of you're out of time. And what's silly about that is is that there could be a good chance that your frustration and anger is simply due to exhaustion. And if you go to sleep and wake up in the morning, you're not upset. Yeah. Because you were just grumpy butts because you were tired. Okay. So now, to me, what you have to be careful with is not letting the sun go down on your anger. And what that means as far as what what I think it means scripturally is that your anger needs to be dealt with, mm-hmm. okay? And I think that the first part of that verse educates us, right? It says, be angry, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't sin. And, and to me, what is it? What is the opposite? It's saying, don't not be angry. Yeah, yeah. I know that's... Don't not be... Yeah, stupid, stupid uh, English, but... What, but to me, it's like you, you can't, you can't hide it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Don't, don't force yourself to, if, if something's happening and your body is emotionally responding and you're getting angry, there is a reason for it. Yeah. And that reason needs to be sought after and dealt with. And to me, what it's saying is, don't let the sun go down, not not on the day. Not, not the literal sun going down. And Don't let the, it go down yeah. on your anger, which yeah. means don't wait long enough to deal with your anger that it doesn't bother you anymore. Because even though it doesn't bother you anymore, you've pushed it down and it will resurface. Hmm. And so when it resurfaces, it's going to be stacked. And if you keep doing that, you're going to stack it so high that you end up exploding on somebody because you never dealt with it. Mm -hmm. That to Mm -hmm. me is anger has to be dealt with. You need to do the hard work of figuring out why am I angry? I'll tell you the, the, the most groundbreaking thing I've ever learned in my entire life is that anger is a secondary emotion. 
that means there is a primary emotion that is feeding that anger. You have to do the hard work of figuring out what that primary emotion is and then processing it and dealing with it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do that, things are going to be bad for you because if you process it, you're going to be able to be angry and not sin. Mm -hmm. You let it stack, you're going to be angry and you're going to sin. You're going to do both. You're going to say something you you shouldn't have said. You're going to get violent. You're going to, I mean, who, who knows what can happen? Yeah. But I just think that they take such a literal basic idea of, okay, honey, we can't go to bed until we figure this out. It's like, mm-hmm. no, go to sleep. Yeah. Figure it out in the morning. That's not what that means. <laughs> That's just kind of my, my hot take on it. 100%. Because just think about how, how horribly misused that can become. You know, somebody can use that in such an emotionally manipulative oh, yeah. way to, to, to prolong a fight or no, you know, make you, somebody We're miserable. dealing with this now. It's like, it's like well, we're not going to sleep till we deal with this. Because that's and, what the scripture yeah, says. That's right. Hey, misusing the Lord's name. In yeah. <laughs> the Lord told Peter, we cannot do this. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's really powerful. It, it and, means that there's got to be a conversation, but yeah. it does not have to be at night. In fact... It's better if you have those conversations, especially if it's a marriage conversation if it's between you and a spouse or even between you and a kid. Yeah. If you can have that conversation when you're both in an emotionally yeah, steady place. When you're calmer in that way. Because yeah. otherwise, all you're doing is you're adding fuel to the fire. This is fantastic. Cause I, I and really then when had... are you sleeping on the couch? Yeah. <laughs> I really the the way you explain that is is fantastic because I never I just never thought about it that way especially that first part right you know um, be angry do not sin you know you can you can it's just, amazing what context does it's amazing right I mean it, it really because because like the it, it's it's even more of a warning about your anger than I think I originally realized yeah. that it was you know because the, the efforts to try and you know force that like you said can actually make it much worse. You oh, know? Yeah. That bitterness, like you said, will compound upon itself and then release much yeah. more vile and, and yeah, amazing. That, that's Com- cool. Compound's a, a much better word than stack. But. Stack. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. That's why, you know, you know, they pay me the big bucks for... <laughs> okay, Mr. English Professor. Yeah, that's me. Oh, man. All right. We we ready for final thoughts? Yeah, um, I don't I don't I think you've got way more than I do. My my main um, final thought is just uh, how much I think um, I won't say control because control is kind of a suggests a certain amount of uh, I don't know pride or arrogance over our our circumstances. But you know sometimes when I feel like I don't have enough time or. I'm not able to do some of the creative things that I would like to do or whatever. It, this has been a really revealing conversation for me in terms of just thinking about like, well, I probably have a lot more time than I, than I think I do. And I'm probably defaulting to these kind of negative behaviors and not, not extremely negative, but these distracting behaviors in a way that's really thwarting my efforts. Couldn't I use, and I've, I've heard a lot of authors do this. Couldn't I use 15 minutes of time in my day to just write something, you know? I mean, I love to write. That's a wonderful mm. creative outlet that I've not been able to explore for, it feels like five or six or seven years, honestly. And, you know, I think there's probably a lot more opportunity for me to do it than I give myself credit for. Are we sacrificing peace for pleasure? Yeah. Yeah. That's convicting. That's interesting, right? For me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's a cool way to put it. Yeah. 
So that's that's one that's probably my main takeaway for today. Yeah, it's just like taking that forward, thinking about that a little bit more. Where are those spots in my life where I can find those spots? And maybe maybe it'll lead to overall a little bit more contentment. Yeah. One of these is uh, not so serious and it's a question for you. OK, great. So it's a takeaway, but it's also a question. I yeah. love it. Well, there just wasn't time earlier to ask it. <laughs> it's, it. This doesn't say final questions. It, it, it doesn't. No. But it is. That's what it is today. That's okay. That's tough. Well, maybe we should just go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right. So you talked about getting all these great thoughts while you're mowing the lawn. Mm, yeah, right. Okay. And it just always seems like great thoughts always come in the most inconvenient places. Mm, right, right, right. What do you do when you're on the lawnmower and you have something that you just can't, you you can't risk forgetting. Okay. Okay. Good question. Good question. Um, if you're me and, uh, I'm trying to think how old I was when I did this. Um, and 19 years old, I think it was, you, uh, park the lawnmower in front of the door to the house, run inside and write down something on the thing <laughs> while your mom says, what are you doing? <laughs> It's like, I got this great idea for something that's going to happen in my story after this. And she's like, okay. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fair point. You know, I know, I know a lot of people that carry around and I, I even do this now for, uh, for work a lot more, but they, they carry little mini, mini notebooks just to, just to keep all that down. I, I have one that's pretty, pretty, I mean, it's not mini notebook, but it's a, it's a pretty good size so that I can keep it with me most times. But yeah, no, not on the lawnmower. I have I've really thought about getting me an expo marker for the shower. Oh yeah, okay. So I can just write it on the shower wall and come that's back. Right. You get you get lots of good shower thoughts. Right? I know, yeah. man. I that's my that's my thinking. That or the yeah. toilet. Just that's good. Yeah. Just great thinking that happens, and I don't know if it's just some of those places are just you're by yourself. Yeah, you're alone with with your thoughts, and the, and the lawnmower. The lawnmower is perfect for that. You know, yeah. I, when I mow the lawn, I'm pushing so i'm just trying not to die yeah so not a lot of thoughts come to me yeah. other than nope that shouldn't be there <laughs> other than i thought i told them to put this stuff away well for me in the backyard it's daggum tennis balls i hit at least five tennis balls every time i mow the backyard because yeah. we're backed You're up right to a there. tennis court so that's tough all right it's tough other more serious final thought okay yeah what you got one that's more final thoughty <laughs> Woo, it's getting late. It's a it's a late record, guys. Yeah. So we're we're just a little little silly. Little loopy. Ownership comes with responsibility. Mm, okay. And so does knowledge. Knowledge comes with responsibility. Okay. And I, I just I just wrote both of those down back to back after we were talking earlier and I just thought that I wonder if that's part of the reason why the more you have, the more stress you have because mm-hmm. It's just more you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. If you own a house, it's a lot of responsibility. You own a car, it's a lot of responsibility. That thing stops working on you, it's even more responsibility. Yeah. You know, it, it just is. I think that we, whether or not you think about, hey, my tire could blow on the way to work. I wonder if we carry that weight with us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We carry the weight of what could happen. Like right now, we're sitting in this room that is my office. And 
my roof looks like it can fall apart any moment. <laughs> he he is not joking here, guys. There's something crazy going on with the way that some of these panels are are leaning down. It's it's not good. But uh, we're almost done, and we've we've made it without the roof falling on my head. So I'm pretty happy. So I guess I guess we better take that uh, as an opportunity to. Uh, we best not yeah wrap we'll, her up. Best not tempt fate uh, any longer. No. But well, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. We are professional disasters. Have a good day. Have a great week, everybody. Peace. <laughs>